everyone. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. And, and we're, we're Gloss Angeles. Strivectin is a brand that's long been regarded as top-tier skincare by professionals of all kinds. We personally love how all of Strivectin's products are backed by science. If you're looking for an eye cream to help smooth the appearance of crow's feet and under-eye puffiness, Strivectin's new Intensive Eye Concentrate for Wrinkles Plus is proven to do so starting in just five days. To learn more, visit Strivectin.com. Um, does everyone have their cigars lit? We do. We're lit. Oh, it's about to get cold. Okay, let's get into it. Come All on. Right, let's get, let's into, get it. into it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Let's Get Into It. This is our 29th, 29th episode. episode. This is going to be one of my favorites because I have a smoke in one hand, a Modelo in the other, and Rio sitting across for two. I like how you count down the episodes. This is episode 29. <laughs> this is, that's a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. This is uh, Mario Lopez in the house, man. Woo! Your podcast. AKA still, Rio. <laughs> Hey, you know what? You taught me that. I came in and you had your radio voice on. I thought, what the hell's a radio voice? You do, right? My, my radio voice is my talking voice. You're crazy. You're crazy, homie. My radio it's voice is mine. Yes, it is. It's exactly it. No, your radio Sometimes works. I got to go a little more hype, hyped up if I'm selling. No, hey, go visit my buddies over at Toyota of Glendale. You know what I mean? No, you're like this. Hey, this is Mario Lopez. You're crazy. Welcome to the like show. Both. Welcome, right? Mario Lopez. <laughs> Coming up next. That's, that's, true. that's true, though. You're crazy. Uh, I, have to get, I have to be hype when I'm selling shit. Listen, because I'll be somewhere like that's Mario, different. That ain't Mario speaking. Bro. Hey, oh, okay, that's the is. way you get it. All right, get um, into it already. <laughs> <laughs> Mario comes from Chula Vista. Well, he starts dancing at three. He does television shows. He does series. He does movies. He's written books. He's hosted hit shows. You've won Emmys. I can do lines. Yeah, you, you can, can do, do lines, lines. <laughs> mijo. Uh, you've been on Broadway. He goes against everything that people say, right? Which is focus, stay in your lane, focus on one thing, yeah. try to make it in one area. I mean, this guy's When's he's direct, done you it all. Direct next. I want action. You don't want to direct, though, right? <laughs> uh, not. I don't necessarily want to. I just, um, I, I, it, you know, it's time consuming, and it, it uh, you really got to um, focus entirely just on that if you want to do a good job. And got myself a little spread thin. You've been successful in so many different areas that. It got to the point where everything's working and you can't do it all. <laughs> you can't do it all. You can't be in every place at the same time. You even have a radio show, and I didn't even mention that. And two podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Would it be great to have a clone of you? Oh, I'd love to have a clone of me. That'd be awesome to be able to do um, even more things. You're taking advantage of a lot of revenue streams, and you're creating from where you came from. Here's, here's my philosophy, bottom line. Because I did start off as a little kid, and it's very difficult to transition from like a kid actor to like an adult or in anything in the entertainment industry, right? You hear so many horror stories about yeah. guys getting into drugs or just not being able to handle it, or they get overwhelmed, or they just can't take any of the pressure, so whatever. So I've tried to be as uh, diverse as possible. There are no rules, so whether that's hosting or acting or trying to produce or dancing or doing a plays or whatever the case may be, I've always figured the more diverse you are and the more feelers you have out there and opportunities you can sort of create for yourself, then the more um, chances you'll have to, to stay busy and, and, and work. So I think you have a mentality when you start working like, okay, this is going to be the last thing I'm doing and, and everything can end tomorrow and it's rainy day. Or you start resting on your laurels and start acting like a rapper and, right. and being flashy and and like okay it's it's all you know it's, yeah. it's gravy from now on. So I, I'm I'm the former. I'm 
I've always like had a guarded optimism and um, always maintain that sort of hustle mode right. and think that, uh, you know, tomorrow's always going to be the, the end of the day. I don't right. stress about it. I just just kind of keeps me hungry and keeps me sharp. Well, you're one of the hungriest so, you know, people in this business, that's for sure. But when you so let's go backwards for a second. Let's get into where it started, which I think a lot of people would be really interested in finding out. You're a young kid in Chula Vista. How is it starting to come to you that you want to be in entertainment? I didn't want to be in entertainment. I just kind of fell into it because, uh, you know, my mom and uh, put me in a bunch of different things. So I was like, just to kind of keep me busy, right? And out of trouble. So I was like dance classes and wrestling and theater and karate. And every day I had like a little after school um, activity or class. And she would take you to them. She would take me. And my dad sometimes, but mainly my mom because my dad was working. And uh, and it worked. I never really got in any kind of trouble, right? Because I didn't have time for it. Dude, that's brilliant. So it, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, it works Seriously. out there. So, you know, she was great parents, great mom. And then... Um, I uh, was at a dance competition and then there was a local talent agent there and I approached her if I wanted to get into print work and stuff. And I read well as a kid. I didn't necessarily comprehend everything, but I read well. <laughs> and I can articulate so do the lines. as a little kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, really well. So, uh, and I wasn't shy and I liked talking a lot and being outgoing. So she said, hey, mijo, you want to try to do some uh, local commercials or like these little ads? They called them print work. I said, yeah, okay, whatever, mom. You know, I was little. I was like nine. Yeah. And uh, and the little t- local talent agent um, started sending me on stuff. And then I just I started booking things just locally. And then the talent agent moved to L.A. and kept me on. And then I started driving up to auditions. That's why I owe my mom and dad a lot because they drive a lot. That's a long drive. Yeah. Dude, Vista, that shit took like two and a half, three hours every day just for like sometimes a two-minute audition. That's a reoccurring theme, right? Parents are important. You know, you grow up in... East Los Angeles, Chula Vista, wherever. You want to keep your kids off the street. You want to keep your kids from causing trouble. Get them in some activities. Yeah. Make them work hard, right? I mean, dude, by the way, wrestling is not an easy sport. In fact, I think it's one of the hardest sports. I've never seen anyone train harder than a wrestler. No, it is. I didn't realize it until later on, but that did, a, that did a lot as far as, you know, the attributes. And I think if you're young, because it teaches you how to be not just physically tough, but mentally tough because you're out there by yourself. You learn how to deal with adversity. You get comfortable with sort of being uncomfortable, and you start figuring it out. So you start getting a lot of confidence that way. Yeah. So if you're confident there, you're confident when you walk in a room. You're confident when you're talking to people. So <clears throat> it has all the attributes that you need to be successful yeah. in life, I think, as a man. So I think it helped me a lot. It, yeah, it, so mom, dad, yeah, so exactly. So then once I fell into it, then I fell in love with it. Yeah. And it beat getting a real job. Yeah. So I stuck with it. <laughs> did, did AKA Pablo come first? That was the first big thing. It was I did right? like other commercials and other stuff. You did local, local. I did commercials? local commercials, but then I did like other national commercials. Yeah, McDonald's and uh, Pepsi, milk. milk. So that you know, so I did those, and um, um, I think a little. Did, did I even do it? No, my AK Pablo might have been the very first first yeah. thing. And that how, was a Norman Lear show. That shit was before its time, though. It, it, was, it was very stereotypical in all the wrong ways, but all the uh, big Mexican family with Paul Rodriguez, right? Right. Like twenty Mexicans living in a house. Chickens running around and shit. <laughs> Paul Rodriguez was a big star back then, right? Yeah, he was a young, hot comic, and Norman Lear. Um, Norman was, Lear's uh, a legend. Legend, all yeah. the family, Jefferson, Sanford yeah. and Son, Maude, goes on and on. So um, You get cast in that. I get cast in and that. And that's where it starts. And it ran 13 episodes, uh, but then it was canceled after because it was just, you know, he used to say, is my Mexican expresser, and he brought out a knife. 
Right. Real serious. <laughs> it was ahead of his time. It yeah, was too. Man. It was too on that. Normally, he doesn't like to talk about it. Really? Yeah, because he's like embarrassed. Like he did. He that one he fumbled. Yeah, could have been cool. Um, but I also thought like Rasa takes himself too serious too. Like, hey, dude, you should be just be happy we're on TV. That's yeah. right. And support. Don't get all crazy. You know what? It's <laughs> kind of still like that. Yeah, a little better, but <laughs> you yeah. Be. Low key. Yeah, like they say, we got to sneak on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right, dude. It's so true. Um, all right, cool. So, you <laughs> so you get into. I like you in this host mode right here. Oh yeah, you get into <laughs> AK. You get into AK Pablo. You do Kids Incorporated. That's the hardest job I ever had still to this day. Because Why is that? Because I had to learn three different dance numbers, and I was yeah. the youngest one. Three like dance numbers Saturday. a week, yeah. and then I played the drums, and then I, we had a hard-ass choreographer named Doreen Guzman to this day. She might have like emotionally scarred me. To this she was, day. She was hardest. My dad, I'll never forget it. My mom wasn't there, and she was on me and yelling and getting on. My dad got so uncomfortable, he got up and walked out of the room. Oh, my mom was there. She would have went off on her. Oh, really? She was pissed <laughs> on tell. I'll never forget that. I was 10 years old. And it was so hard, but that made me, you know, tough. It toughened me up and prepared me for all. Yeah, we did that for three seasons. I was on it for three seasons. So it was hard work. A wow. lot, especially for a little kid. Memorize yeah. all that. Three Man big numbers, dude. A week. That was a lot. And the drums and all that. Once in a while, they threw me lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rapped. I rapped. Picture nice. this as a dancer, young dancer. Like there, there's no script for dancing. Right, you can't read it. You can't. You have to. Someone has to do it, and then you have to do it, yeah. and then you have to remember it, and then they got to move on, and that's hard, dude. I can't do it. No, it's a talent. It's a talent unto itself for sure. Um, so here, get a load of this. We might have crossed paths when I was nineteen, twenty. I did extras casting when I was I was Hilda Montes. <laughs> I uh, I did extras casting, and I did casting on Golden Girls. Did I did know? all the extras on Golden Girls. So and you were you did an episode of Golden I did. Girls. They still play it to this day. It's actually uh, pretty topical because I got deported. That's right. But they were doing it off of like Elian Gonzalez, like yeah. the Cuban kid that right. got deported, not like the whole situation now. No, no. But they still play, they still play it. Uh, they still play it right now. That was Wit Thomas production. Wit Thomas. Those guys did a lot of big shows, which I can't. I'll tell you right now. They did Empty Nest. Empty, they did Golden it's Girls. A Living, Golden Girls. Obviously, yeah, It's a Living, all those. But uh, I did like a couple pilots. Beauty with and the Beast. Yeah, I did one pilot called The Arena with Ted Bessel mm-hmm. from That Girl. That was a great show about an arena, like the L.A. Sports Arena. Yeah. And all the acts that came in, and I was the only kid that worked there. And, uh, it didn't go, though. Yeah. But anyway, Wet and Thomas remembered me, so they brought me back for like stuff. They ran the town for a little yeah. while. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, And then... You did one of my favorite movies you ever did, which was Colors. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Not not just because I was in it, but that movie holds up, dude. Oh, movie yeah, it was does. tight. I was Felipe's friend. I was supposed to be Felipe, but I was too tall yeah. to play opposite Trinidad Silva, who was the who was the dude. Yeah. Uh, the little he was bad. Great um, movie. <laughs> great great actor right there. But it was a great movie. Dennis Hopper directed that. Sean Penn, Robert Duvall. What was that like? Was that like that was it different? Was cool. than we what shot you had it right done. here in L.A. And I remember we had real Eighteenth Street members come. Some dudes try to jack some of the equipment. I remember, <laughs> but uh, I they were but years. they were all real cool. We shot right here by Dodger Stadium. I remember we were yeah. over overlooking right there, Chavez Ravine, and um, yeah, all the game we were like they use real life dudes and yeah, Don Cheadle's all kinds of people in that movie. Great, great movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. Um, but so yeah, so I was too tall. I was supposed to be Felipe's friend, and then Dennis Hopper was cool. He liked me, so he said, "Hey, we're gonna find another little something for you." And I was like, "Yeah." So, so you do colors. Your work. It sounds like you're working pretty consistently as a kid, right? I mean, I was busy enough. Yeah, I, mean, I still went to Chula Vista High School. I went to regular high school and yeah. stuff. So I just come up. So, what would it. happen when you would do Kids Incorporated? Though, were you still? Were you? You, you had to be schooled there, didn't you? 
Sometimes, most of the time with kid shows like that, yeah, they shot a lot of time in the summer, so they don't have to mess. Oh wow, that's smart. Well, then at that point, I thought, okay, now I'm just going to be on TV shows. Oh really? Is that what you thought? You thought, oh, this is happening. It's my career. But then I didn't know. So, but I didn't really trip. Like if I was doing it cool, I wasn't like bugging my mom or dad, and they were cool. They were tripping on it. So I was staying busy with other did other pilots, guest spots, and I was pretty busy as a kid. And then I did Kids Incorporated shortly after, and I was on that for three years. Yeah, and then after that. I did other pilots and I was up, I was all pretty busy from like 10 to 15 till I did uh, Say by the Bell. Right. But it just kind of like one thing after another. I just was very fortunate that it kind of happened because all those roles, other than like certain guest spots, I didn't, wasn't necessarily playing a Mexican kid. I just happened to be Mexican. That's right. And, and they kind of casted blindly, which I thought I was real lucky. Right. I got real lucky. Both kids incorporated Say by the Bell. I wasn't Slater. I wasn't supposed to be. He was supposed to be like some Italian. He was supposed to be more like Vinnie Barbarino. Right. You know, and so um, they were the casting director and the producers were cool. That's a big thing because yeah. they were, especially in that time, they casted blindly. So it wasn't like they were looking for Mexican kids. You understand? Yeah. So I, mean, I just I just kind of fell into it. So I got really lucky in that sense. The only Latinos I saw were like news anchormen. To your credit, which you're not giving yourself the credit on this, you were talented and you were the right type for what you were doing and you were good at it, and that's why they were blind about that. Well, thank you. I mean, like, look, you're limited, right? Like, if they're casting a family, and the family's like this weddle family, I'm obviously not going to get cast as, like, the son. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. if you're looking like John Ritter. Unless you're adopted. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Unless, yeah. it's like, so you're all right there. You're already right. not in play or in the mix or even have a shot. Right. Because yeah. it is what it is, and that's just would be a tough buy. So you were feeling pretty, uh, pretty lucky. You were feeling pretty excited. Well, yeah, about I mean, your I, life, I, right? I don't think I really gave it any like, like I really had the attitude when I was a kid. Like, you know, if I was doing it, cool. And if I had an audition, cool. I was whatever. a trip. I ne- yeah, whatever. If I did it, I was just as happy if I was if I wasn't doing that, like wrestling or yeah. doing whatever. I didn't really trip. I was having fun with it and I liked it, but I didn't start to consider like really having to focus on it until I was, until I got out of high school. Right. So I was like, okay. Then I got to get my shit together. I go to college. Right. Do I focus on this? Do I? That's when I had to like really like f- try to figure it out or give it a, a shot. You yeah. Know? So let me ask you this. This is a big thing for kids that live in underprivileged areas and and want to you know get out and do great things with their lives. A lot of times, people get on your case. Your friends get on your case about oh you're an actor or you're a dancer or you know I mean you did stuff where you performed with your friend at school on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you were doing. Oh, they gave. Oh no, I got a. Hard Did you time. get a hard time? Oh yeah, 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 like bullies and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially dancing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It was like, Acting. but I didn't want to like, cause you know, I knew my mom, cause my mom just worked for the phone company, and my dad like worked for the. Well, my dad did a lot of shit, but before that, he eventually ended up working for the city. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like that costs money, so I didn't want to like let him down or let my mom down, cause she already paid for it. Right. And you know, guys would be, they they. So know, you try don't to break you, your balls, but then yeah. girls. Loved it. Like guys that can move. And the girls liked when I danced. I was like, okay, yeah. screw those guys. And then, right. they, they, then I started liking girls. <laughs> and then it, it, then I liked it. Right. But I was real close to wanting to ask my mom to quit. For, really? But, yeah. Because like, of the it, pressure? No, I just didn't like, you know, theater, dance and all that. Yeah. You know, guys give you a hard time. Got right. stuff, especially Rasa and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, um, you know, but like I said, I didn't want to let her down. And then uh, I started liking girls, and yeah. that changed everything. Yeah. yeah. And then there was a lot of girls in those classes. Yeah. And then they they liked guys. And they're like, I kind of like this. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, shit. I'm so you didn't get this. into blows. and then it helped me in wrestling. You didn't get into blows me. about that. I never really got into blows 
you know, other guys that would be messing with you later on, just in general because they're dicks. Right. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't specifically that. But I did get, like, teased or my balls broke. Yeah, yeah. You know. And that's hard. It's just a weird yeah. age to be. It's hard yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you're dealing with all with that stuff. That yeah. Kind of- Arts, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, especially dude in fucking Chula Vista. So it's, it's not, it's not like you're in, it's not like you're in the heart of L.A. or New York dude, City and, or something where it's. And very, Mario you know, didn't hold back, bro. I mean, you've, you've seen some of the tapes, right? You've seen, you've seen like the. <laughs> he commits. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. like dancing, like um, you know. He's got it. You got to go. You got to go for it. Well, it's part of why uh, you're successful yeah. because you never, you never hold back. Look, part of our business, let's not kid ourselves, is about giving it all you got. You have to. You have right. one yeah. shot. I watched the yeah. Patrick Swayze documentary the other night, and it was funny because they were talking about Roadhouse. Yeah, him too, though. He got. Yeah. Well, I actually had a conversation with him. Oh, really? Him. Yeah. He was the same place. Same get, thing. He used to get teased, and he said, and then later on, he, he ended up sticking with it. His mom was a teacher, though. Yeah. So it was. But he did Roadhouse, and everyone around Roadhouse was saying, like, you know, Roadhouse was a uh, shit show. You know, it was a bad script, but. Was it he was so classic? committed yeah. to it. Yeah. And he ended up being like the tough guy. Remember in Outsiders? He was Daryl. He's a tough yeah. guy. He ended up being a tough guy. Yeah. Being yeah. That, you know. He ended up being a tough guy. He ended up, but he, but they would say he would change the trajectory of a movie simply by his commitment to his character. It would change everything. You'd be like, oh my God, this yeah. is a, it's an amazing piece of work. And I think you do that too. I think you did that too with, with a lot of the stuff that you did. All right. So Saved by the Bell, dude. Saved by the Bell went on for a long time. A yeah, long so time. I got Saved by the Bell when I was 15. Damn, Same age 15. as some of the kids that you've cast on uh, Ashley Garcia. the expanding universe of <laughs> Ashley Garcia. Hang That's on. why I think it worked um, initially. You know, it was Saturday morning, and our producer was like born again Christians. So That's why it was so vanilla, so so targeted towards uh, kids. Is that we were actually kids playing teenagers? Because before that, you usually had like older people. Like remember in Greece, like yeah. Living Newton John was like thirty two playing a sixteen. <laughs> they were, you know, and kind of kids can tell. But we were actually kids playing kids. Yeah. So I think that worked, and then it was. Um, a pretty diverse looking group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that helped. Um, and then it was sort of like escapism, very vanilla kind of. Yeah. You know, I think that shit was going to be on thirty years later, dude. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And by the way, congratulations, you're doing a reboot. Now we're doing the reboot. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll see dude, what that looks like. It just goes on and on with this guy. Restaurants and all that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So that was cool. So, but you did how? You did over a hundred episodes combined, like with all the different versions of it. You did over a hundred episodes. I think so. We did. I think eighty nine of the original. And yeah. Then, with college years and how was that experience? Was that a lot of fun? It was fun. Yeah. I did it all. I was going to school. I had to miss like the first two months of fall. Yeah, month, month and a half. And then Mark Paul got hurt my senior year, which screwed up my wrestling in my senior year. Yeah, because I didn't train. I just went to tournaments because I had to come up here, which sucked. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing I regret. But um, yeah, it was fun. I had a good yeah. time, and it was you know, thank God social media wasn't around. Right. <laughs> you were making some scratch. You were putting some money away. Well, like, like, yeah, but like, don't get it twisted. It's not like friends' money. We're making, you know, like fifteen hundred bucks, which is not bad for a fifteen-year-old kid. Right. But it's not. It's not. A million, it's not yeah. hundreds no, of thousands. By the way, <laughs> by the way, with that money, that's money I had to use too to come get an apartment. Uh, everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, we were living in San Diego, so we had to use because my parents couldn't afford to do that. So I had to use that money. So I was almost kind of wash a little bit more, yeah, just putting yeah. a little bit away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't everybody thinks like, no, yeah. if it, that shit was prime time, yeah. then yeah, I'd be making a lot. But I wasn't yeah. really making anything. We went up a little bit every year, but right. you know, we used that money to get an apartment. I used to live at the uh, Holiday Inn. Yeah. Well, now it's Days Inn, but that's where the dude killed himself. Right. The news yeah, director. the extended stay place. Yeah, yeah. I know that place. Yeah, so that's I used to stay there. Wow. Um, yeah. You can see uh, it from right here, yeah, from you your balcony, right yeah. from my dad. 
you were here in LA, you were being visible, people were getting to know you, and that kind of kind of led you to other things after that was over. Well, yeah, it, and it was popular for Saturday morning, but it wasn't. It didn't really start getting real popular until it went into syndication. Dude, everyone knows it now. Even now the kids that are on your show, my yeah, kids know it. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when it got when it went into syndication. Then it got more popular. Still oh. didn't get more money, by the way. Oh, I you got didn't? Checks that were less than the postage. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's why fucking Screech is struggling. Screech was on that shit for yeah. over ten years, yeah. and he did the new class, yep. yeah. and then he did. He did, um, like, I don't know how many installments. He did, like, 15 seasons. Damn. You know, and yeah. that fool's broke living in Wisconsin. And I'm not talking out of pocket. He admits no, no, no. it, and he's saying, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it wasn't, that goes to show we weren't making it. I didn't start making money until after. Well, look, the other, you know? yeah, the other thing to realize about this business is that it's not a business where you're just going to go get rich every time you make a deal. You know, it is sort of. No, only your real, like, it, just like anything, your real top percenters. Yeah. Excuse me, are the ones that are. But Brad Pitt, uh, when he was on um, Thelma and Louise, wasn't making a million dollars. No, you no know? only your top movie stars. Or you get on a hit primetime show, then that's different. You get on a primetime show that has a run like the people on The Big Bang and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you're set. set. Then yeah. you're set. But those are like, you might as well go play the lottery. Right. Yeah. Your odds are just that's as right. strong right there. And then the business is changing so much that those deals aren't really existing. Those deals aren't even going anymore. And now with the streamers yeah. and all that, you can't, those models aren't around anymore. Um. You went from being an actor to getting into hosting. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like we knew each other when it was starting to happen. Well, what year we met? What he said? That was a little met, independent film we did. We met in 98. I'm really proud of it, too, by the way. Yeah, I, 98? I in 98. Is that when we met in 98? Don't you that long for? Yeah, 98. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> 2008? Tw oh, was that 20 years? 21 years. 21 years? Damn. Well, that's a long time. Yeah. Do you know how we met? We met in the bathroom. No, didn't I audition for you? Were you were going to read, but I went to the head because I had to go to the <laughs> restroom in between reads, and yeah. you were in there, and yeah. I remember, I'll never forget it because you had like a, a, a black leather jacket on, like Goodfellas. We it was like a Bronx Tale one. We introduced <laughs> ourselves, but we had like a pretty long conversation on the way back to the office, and, uh, and uh, I remember connecting with you uh, about our upbringing, and, uh, and anyway, we had a lot of fun doing it. You know, that's where you're being a dick right now came from. <laughs> We use that a lot. Don't be a dick, Robert. We use it all the time. Um, I feel like there was something about hosting that you really, really liked. And well, it was know. tough. That it was a tough transition. I think leaving after Saved by the Bell, right? Because you get sort of typecast and pigeonholed into a certain look. They see you a certain way, right. and then you know you're at a weird age, right? Because you're not really a man, man, an adult after you're out of high school, but you're not young enough to really kind of do the high school thing right. anymore. I didn't look at it anymore. So it's, it's that weird sort of um window in your life yeah. that time period um so it was uh it was quiet for like a while yeah um and then uh linda mancuso was a dear friend of mine yeah back in rest the day in peace. rest in peace who worked at nbc there was a show called name your adventure where you take these kids on different adventures that they wanted to go on everything from like interviewing the president to shark diving rock climbing all this stuff all over one of my favorite gigs still and she knew i liked um, like hosting in the sense that I've never done it, not only on TV, I mean like just hosting, like hosting a party, or oh, having right. my friends over, still like just entertaining. Because yeah. I like people, I like people, I like entertaining, I like talking. Doing talk. a podcast. You know what I mean? And by the way, we're here in Glendale at Casa, Casa Lopez, Lopez doing the podcast yeah. so, on location. So she said, you know what, You you would you want to, I think you'd be a great host at this. So she gave me an opportunity, what am I going to do? She said, just make sure these people are having a good time entertaining them. And it was an SEC show, so I had to incorporate like, certain educational oh, okay. elements yeah. so we'd be climbing the rock and did you know this right has yeah. <laughs> after elevation every network has to do that you yeah. know what i mean so once in a while so then we did that so i did that so i ended up doing that show right 
Um, and I did th- that for three years. And at that point, then I really fell in love with hosting. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, I can get paid to just be myself. Right. And just make sure people have a good time and 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 to listen to stories and to hang out and talk. I was like, well, that's that's what I want to do. Right. So it was fun. That's what came easiest. And that's what was fun. Right. And I like to, you know, I like to laugh, have a good time. Right. Break people's balls and just, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, uh, so, and I think that's what a host is. You just, you got to make sure you like people and you like to entertain. And like the money good was time. good. Well, yeah, you know, it was a real job. So right. yeah, the money's good. And then, not, you know, there's, and it's a whole nother skill set, really. Yeah. A lot of great actors can't be hosts. No, yeah. no way. You know what I mean? And vice, for, vice versa. Or they're not comfortable without a script. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I like just talking and I like just hanging out with people. You fly off the cuff sure. so much yeah, and it's so great. Yeah. You just, you know, so that from there I fell in love with it. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, okay, this is another sort of avenue. This is a to, gig, yeah. Because I did other stuff like we did The Great Luganus. I was still doing like acting You were still and stuff. acting. You know, that should have made, that should have popped. You know, my only regret is I thought I did a pretty good job in that Great Luganus. You were film. amazing. And a lot it. of people get, yeah, that hey, should have. There was a lot of buzz around the Greg Luganus yeah. story. Yeah, there yeah, was. Yeah, dude. And then himself, he really liked it, Greg. And that one should have had created, I was hoping it created a little bit more opportunities, which was, it did this one. I'll tell you the story. I don't, I don't think I've ever said the story. That. <laughs> Chuck Norris had a show called um, Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, great show. That was very popular. There was a spinoff called Sons of Thunder that they were doing. And we had a play opposite Chuck in the couple episodes of the spinoff. So I went and I tested. And they said, hey, when you read with Chuck, wear, make sure you don't wear high shoes or wear <laughs> real low shoes. I'm like, why? And they go, he doesn't want anybody taller than him. So it was a really cold as ice. So I went in there. I just I think I had sneakers on or whatever. Um and I was a little too tall for Chuck. Oh. He wanted everybody. His eyes, dude, not even get that. That show ended up not going. Right. But still, that, I, that's one of my biggest regrets. That's like, I wish that would have So, yeah, that, and that was the only thing that kind of popped and, you know, opportunity that really came out of the Greg Luganus. Other than that, it didn't, you know. Yeah. Then I did Pacific Blue. Pacific Blue was. was well, that was on the same show. network. So that ended up yeah. working out. I ended up doing that for three seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. It incorporated three seasons, say with about five. Pacific Blue, another three seasons. The other half, two seasons. Right. Right. I so mean, Pacific it, Blue, for those not familiar, was we were cops on bikes, which really exists. True. Really exists. Yeah, they do. Cops everywhere. That's cops on everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but like we were like in Santa Monica, Venice area, and those dudes really exist. And uh, it was a popular show, believe it or not, but especially overseas, like in France and all that. No and way. you met one of your good friends my, on one that of my show, good buddies, right? Jeff Stearns and I were friends prior to Pacific Blue. Oh, that really? That was just coincidence. Yeah, because the girl was seeing at the time, Natalia. Uh-huh. Her best friend was this girl named Danielle Harris, and she was going out with Stearns. I know Danielle Harris. I used her on a movie. There you go. Poor White Trash. Yeah, okay. I love her. She's... So that's how I knew Stearns. Yeah. So I knew Stearns because Natalia and Danielle were friends. Oh. And you know, your their girlfriend of friends you end up hanging out, right? So you like double date and stuff. Yeah. So we hung out like that, and then just coincidentally, he auditioned for Pacific Blue, and I did. And we both got it. That's yeah. awesome. And then we ended. Up, you know what I mean? We were three buddies years hanging out. That's yeah, fun. we were buddies before hanging out with the girls, and then we were, but you know, yeah, then we hung out for another three years. <laughs> That's tight. Our ass was so lazy too, dude. We're not lazy, but we lived in the valley, and we didn't want to drive all the way to the beach because <laughs> that shit was taking like two hours a day in the traffic. So we had to go all the way to Venice, and yeah. we ended up getting an apartment together over there. Nice. <laughs> While paying for an apartment here, and then we ended up with the car. We just it was like four hours each. Yeah, way. yeah. It's a pain. In the morning, it was a pain in the ass. So we had a lot of fun. Yeah, I was eating. That was my heaviest. I'll bet the you catering did. there. Yeah, stay away from the crafty man. Is the there crafty. a reboot coming to that? Possibly. I don't know, man. Hey, you know what? That'd be dope. That'd, that'd be dope. Be dope. But he doesn't have time to do it. When would he yeah, do it? Yeah, but dude, never have to produce it. Just yeah. oh, he didn't produce it. That's yeah, so that's fun. So yeah, so I mean, we remain friends and. 
Shana Mokler, yeah. Del Hoya's ex, and who was, uh, um, she worked with us on that. She was real cool. So, yeah, so then I did that. Uh, you did the Greg Luganis. You did uh, Pacific Blue. You had already gotten a taste of uh, of the hosting. I did. So so you're feeling that. I liked it, but there wasn't that many opportunities for, like, young kids or, right. you know, a guy in his 20s, early 20s to be yeah. hosting, right? Because right. most of your hosts were, like, Wink Martindale, True. Chuck Woolery, or guys like that age, right. right? Dick Clark. They were still, like, young people. How many did you see? Because MTV no. really didn't have – it was all out of New York at the time. Right. Yeah. And it didn't really have anything. It was just, like, Carson Daly did TRL. But that was even a little bit later. So there just wasn't that many opportunities. So I would have been all over them, but they just weren't there. Right. I never spent a lot of money. I never lived beyond my means. Yeah. So I knew I wasn't going to be, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're clear. We're clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, <it's> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? I never, I never like, I was never like flashy or never had to no, have the latest no, no. this. You latest drove your that. same Mustang. Yeah, yeah, dude, I had the Mustang for the same time. Then same I had a Toyota Land Cruiser for, for the years. Same. It didn't, like, I looked at it like, hey, you know what? That ain't helped me. I was still pulling. Right. So whatever. <laughs> it didn't well, happen. Well, it didn't, well, I didn't need it. You know what I mean? I, was, I didn't need to be flossy or anything. Right. I was, I was, hey, when you got game, you got game. It yeah, just yeah. didn't. I didn't, it didn't put in effect. So I didn't. So, you know, I was like, <laughs> I was just worried about it. I just, I'd always do the math in my head. Okay, I had enough for the this month. I'd make sure I get the rents and all that, right? Because yeah. again, I wasn't, yeah. I was doing like probably better than your average, like, you know, 20 year old kid, whatever, mm. but far from like set. And he, and, but you had always invested your money. You had always set aside money to have some investment in, in real estate. And I didn't start things, doing right? that until I was in my early 20s. Oh, really? Well, wait. Yeah, because I didn't really make any Up until I was a kid, remember all that money, I put a little bit away, but I had yeah. enough to like buy a house. Mm-hmm. I'd, until I was, up until I was like in my early 20s, I'd use that money to live out here. Right. Because I lived in Chula Vista. You had a house when I, you had a house here in Glendale when I met you in 98. Yeah, but I, 98. But I guess you were t- 28 that's or 20s. something? Yeah, dude, that's like late. I was late. Like 98, oh, okay. I'd already done. Um, no, no, not the, the born in Burbank and the Greyhound, right? Yeah, that was my first house I bought yeah. when I knew that was my first place. I oh, still wow. have it, Sunset Canyon. What you still have you it? Still, still have it. Wow. We, we shot have in it. there. Oh, yeah, we shot Sunset a scene Canyon. in there. Yeah, I didn't. Did we shoot a scene in there? Uh, we shot a scene in a small house here. That was it, Sunset Canyon. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. still had that. That t- was the first one I bought. T- I bought it in ninety four, ninety four, ninety five. One of those ninety four, ninety five. But that was uh, yeah, ninety four, ninety five. No more later than ninety five. Yeah. And that was the very first one. Um, so here, what, here, yeah. I got a little one in Chula Vista. Right, I remember prior, but I uh, dude back then, like I remember, you buy for like a hundred grand. Yeah. Damn, yeah, you put ten percent down, twenty percent down, whatever. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then collect some rents. Yeah, but now that shit's worth a lot more. You know what I mean? From back yeah. way back then, but yeah. Um, yeah, that was all my mom. And so, but like a little, you know, I think I put like twenty grand down yeah. or no, something. You, you always, know what I mean? Yeah. You were so it's just smart. like little, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't. I didn't have like you know what I mean. I barely yeah. like yeah. I, I, I put a little bit away and I had it. That was it. I had like one little house in Chula right. Vista and I got one little house right here right. in Burbank. And that was it. Yeah. And I still had to figure out what the fuck I was going to do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was far yeah. from sad. I still and let's out. be clear. Let's be clear. Right. Everyone always thinks you see you're seeing a celebrity. You're seeing someone doing their their workout here uh, in the entertainment world, and you think uh, that they've always been killing it. Right. And the truth of that is that. It, you got to be careful. You got to be frugal, and you've got to, uh, you got to, uh, you know, handle your business. Well, you you're know? smart because everything's unpredictable. You got to secure that next yeah. job. Well, everything's a temp job here, right? Yeah. Nothing's guaranteed. You don't know if you're going to get canceled. You don't know if you're going to get hired again. You don't know if you don't know what's going to happen. So, like yeah. I said, I've always had guarded optimism and try to be um, smart about it and, yeah. live, and live even below my means, not right. even within, just to just to be a little more comfortable. Well, think about the know. cars. Oh, yeah, my 94 Mustang. That's what you're talking about. Mustang, I kept that yeah. one forever, dude. I you still, still have, have it. it. Yeah. I still no have way. it. Yeah, dude. Where is the it? The Cobra, it's down. My dad has it. Oh, it's beautiful. Dude, that thing only has like 65,000 miles. 
Damn. Really? Original Pick Miles? Yeah, oh, Original wow. Miles. Okay. It's badass. You make money the... off that now. <laughs> yeah, and my dad wants to know. So my dad gave it to my dad now. But yeah. <laughs> you won't see it again. No, uh. um, so where did... Where, that so, um, so you So you meet Dick Clark. Does Dick Clark change your life at all? Yeah, he does. So he's the one that really changed my life. So then I did that show, wow. The Other Half. This was my big break. This kind of changed everything. So I did this show. NBC was doing its syndication. It was called The Other Half. It was a male view. And we had just done East Side, by the way. You had, had finished just East, done East Side, and yes. then you got This that. is funny. I don't know if you know the story. They did like a big casting search, right? So they do the male view. NBC's doing it. Dick Clark is doing like the Barbara Walters role, right? Danny Bonaducci, who's this mother, like he's been, you know, right. former child or whatever. But then he's resurged as he's a big, um, big time radio DJ. Right syndicated everywhere and he's doing really well and he's a really funny sharp guy right but he parties a lot crazy <laughs> and then we had dr jan adams that's right dr jan who, who got in trouble well l- later on he was harvard graduate really successful uh um plastic surgeon he's the one that was responsible when kanye west mom Ugh, died right but he was horrible. cool yeah. and then they had another they had to have the young single guy right i didn't audition the first time who got that part you'll never believe it steve sanagati yeah. steve sanagati got wow. it then they shot the pilot they tested it. Women hated him. Right. Yeah. Shocking. Women didn't like Shocking. him. They didn't like him and he was too oh. polarizing. And uh they had to fire him and and uh <laughs> they had to hire someone else. So then they had a big search and that's when I got too the chance to audition. Yeah. Wow. When I got auditioned. And then I didn't even know Santa Gotti then. I didn't meet him until years later. Oh, is that true? Yeah, oh, that's I didn't good. Until later. That's it turned good. out to be a friend of mine, but then I didn't meet him until years later. And so then I auditioned for that, uh, and I happened to get that. Yeah. That was great. And that was like a lot of I remember I went like five times. Right. Because you go for chemistry reads and, yeah. you know, you, uh, uh, you, you, they give you different scenarios yeah. and you test. But I was always pretty good at being quick on my feet. So Was it fun working with Dick? So, you know, Dick Clark's like a, obviously a legend, right? Icon. So I get this and immediately um, we, uh, we got along, headed off, and he befriended me. You know, I was always very polite and respectful and uh, I love music and and uh, he loved it. I used to ask all the questions and knew all the history. And he'd tell you stories about like Elvis Presley and Michael Jackson because he didn't want the all people. of them. Yeah, Elvis, yeah. nicest guy in the world, dumb as a rock, wouldn't hesitate to buy you a Cadillac though. <laughs> nicest guy. <laughs> the Beatles, those guys, you know. So he just tell you all kinds of stuff. So we, I got really close with him right away. That here is we had we were a product of unfortunate timing. We debuted the day before nine eleven. Oh. Now we debuted on Monday. Really great Tuesday. It was yeah. a Tuesday. Nine eleven happened. Then obviously preempted, and then the right. fucking world changed in two weeks, and it was just really, you know, you don't want to launch on 9 11. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a product of unfortunate timing. We ended up still going two years, and the ratings weren't even that bad, but they were actually good. Yeah. But they split it. It was NBC split it with another company, and just financially, it didn't. And, yeah. then, and Dick, Dick was involved. So they added too many f- for what it was. At the time, now, if we would have had those ratings, we'd probably still be on the air. Right. But there oh. was too many hands in that pot, so then it, it, that show ended, but it changed in this sense. Like Dick really took me under my his wing, and so I'd go over his house. He has this amazing spread, dude, in Malibu, dude. It was just unbelievable. And he actually had his funeral services there when I got yeah. there, and his wife Carrie. Um, but he like Dick always. He goes, so he started telling me. He goes, Mario, you gotta. He goes, your future is in hosting, and you gotta look at yourself as a brand and as sort of an entity, and just as a business, not just as a one trick pony and being an actor. You an actor, you're you're at the mercy of yeah. writers or directors or in stroll. you're a host then you're a personality then you become a brand then you can look at yourself 
and market yourself forever. And you can be here because he was always he'd been around for decades. So I was like, wow. So he really opened my eyes. Um, and you took it to heart. That's and I took advice, it to heart. Man. You know, solid advice. So he changed my life. So I was like, okay. I want to be the Latino Dick Clark. Yes. Yeah. That's what I said. So Santa Gotti wasn't thinking that way. That's for no, sure. Gotti, no. <laughs> so then that changed. And then I, I wanted to put more energy towards that. And then he ended up dying. And so, but uh, I stayed real peace. close with him until, you know, he passed. But he had a van, right? Like an old school, like the Scooby-Doo vans. Yeah. And I'll never forget this. He had a desk bolted down in the van. And he would, dr- he would drive and do work on his desk from Malibu all the way in his, in that's his what's offices that's, in damn, Burbank. That's what's up. He was committed, and he'd you'd get there, and somebody would his driver would open the thing. And he'd still be on his desk, and he'd come out. <laughs> wow. wow! I didn't know that story about Dick Clark, but I tell you what, you could see the influence in your life yeah. by from him, dude. And he bought a lot of real estate. He owned like all the Krispy Kremes in the UK, like crazy shit. Like you wouldn't think, like <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And so him and Merv Griffin were incredibly smart. Dude, Merv Griffin was my favorite. I watched all those guys. I mean, I'm older, but I used to watch him and Johnny Carson. Dude, it was they were they were the masters. Yeah, but they're also great businessmen. Yeah, and amazing they, businessmen. They they uh, Mark Griffin owned like Beverly Hills Hotel and all yeah. of Paul Nazar yeah. pretty much. It I just, think I think he guys. owned some of the game shows, some of the big game shows. Yeah, yeah. Jeopardy and Wheel Jeopardy, of Fortune. Yeah. Jeopardy, yeah. that was him. It's yeah, still on. Dude, so I know. So he's still making. So yeah. So then after that, I decided, okay, I want to try to still act and still do everything else, but you know, really kind of try to put the energy towards that. When that ended, I was sad. Yeah, I bet you were. What was, I was like, damn. What was your next step th- at that point? It's always back to the drawing board. Yeah. What happened after the other half? God, that's a good question. That's dizzy. No, I, oh yeah, so it was a bit of a lull. And then, yeah, dude, I didn't, God, oh, well, off the top of my head, um, I did, I was doing, I did end up doing a show for Animal Planet, which doesn't seem as like, as much of a lateral move. Right. But I wanted to continue to host. And it was my own show. Where I got to showcase, so I wanted just to be at my point. I just I just want to be on TV. Right. I don't care what it is, what I'm doing. I just wanted to kind of be on TV and continue to do it. So I got to do that. How many seasons did you do? Oh no, because you did I didn't one do without the beginning you. ones. So I did know. one without you, and then you did two, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. three. Most of my shows have gone at least three seasons. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so, pretty. Yeah. Am- that, that's amazing. So yeah, uh, yeah. So then I did the then I did Pit Star. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know some might look as like a step backwards and stuff but I didn't I looked at it like you know it was a whole other audience it was great and people still love people, right. so people, people still really liked it yeah. and it was still on I'm looking to reboot that now oh, are you looking to reboot that yeah, seriously yeah. wow that's great so then after Pet Star, the opportunity came up ESPN was doing a show yeah. Mark Shapiro had just gotten hired over there and he wanted to blend the two worlds of entertainment and he came up with a concept which is really smart called ESPN Hollywood and how sports and entertainment sort of merged brilliant yeah, yeah, and it was like a neat entertainment tonight, but for sports entertainment. Right. Um, man, I did a big audition process for that, uh, and I ended up getting that. Right. So they yeah. wanted an athlete, but those athletes couldn't read and be correct. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. a whole other thing to read the prompter and the whole yeah. thing. Then I started getting known as a host, right? We only did how many ESPN, ESPN. 2, right? Uh, no, we only did one, dude. Oh, we did oh, wow. two? No, we didn't. And I remember we had a conversation because I oh, that's right. with that's him. Oh, that's right. That's right. We did one. Oh, because Mark told me to buy a house. He said, Tony, buy a house. I was like, ah, this is going to run. I told you No, you told me that on there because you go, dude, nobody, ESPN doesn't cancel. He goes, think about it. He's crazy. Think about No, I'm telling you. And I got engaged and I did all kinds of crazy shit. No, but no. he calls me and goes, dude, I can't fucking believe this, No, no, no. But this is, let me tell you why. So Mark Shapiro, and it would have stayed on forever because he was running the network and that was his baby and they take care of their own products. Mark Shapiro, the guy that was there, Dan Snyder, who owns the Redskins, multi-billionaire, made him like this ridiculous offer to come run his theme parks because he also owns like Magic Mountain and all that shit. 
And he made him like yeah. a ridiculous offer, double the salary or something, to leave uh. ESPN to go run that. So he bounced. Yeah. And then the new guy, John Skipper, came in. And, you know, when you got a new guy there, they want their own new shit. Yeah. They get rid of the old sis, so then he yeah. canceled. He's right, he's canceled this. So then I played Dr. Ramirez on Bold and Beautiful. That's and how right. was that? Well, see, dude, like I'd gone back and now I'm back in acting. And I had never yeah. done that. I have a whole new respect for, or I had a whole new respect at the time for, right. dude, you had to memorize pages of dialogue. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And it was impressive. Like the girls crying a dime. And, and it was cool. I got to play a doctor. Yeah. And, you know? Positive role model, but I'd never done Gynecologist that in school. And it was a half hour. It was a half hour. I was treating like a cancer patient or whatever that is. Um, it's a half hour soap opera too. Damn, half hour. Yeah, it's the only one, but it was the number most popular one in the world. And that's a lot of that was a lot. Of that work. was a lot of work. Yeah, it's fun though. So I done all kinds of different shit. Yeah, yes, and that was fun. And uh, but a lot of work. We did that at CBS TV City, and then I don't know if they were going to renew my contract. The second year, just because of storylines, they didn't know yeah, they had to service changes. a lot of they had to service a lot yeah. of actors, and and then um, I remember getting a showman. That's the one thing he didn't know. He didn't want me to dance with stars. My mom kept wanting me to do yeah. it. It was on one season. The ESPN all these people didn't want you to do it either. Yeah, they didn't want me to do it. Then my mom didn't want me to do it. I was like, turn no, your mom wanted show. you to do it. My mom wanted me to do it, but they didn't want me to. Yeah. So I said no twice to two seasons. Finally, in the third season, they asked me again. And did Dancing with the Stars change everything, yes. change yeah. your life? What happened? Yes. How did that go down? What happened was I got to be in front of 30 million people. It was the highest rated thing, and yeah. I went far. Yeah. Yeah. And I ended up doing real well. You came in second. You really won it. Let's not yeah. kid ourselves. You what? actually won it. Yeah. it I just, fixed, I just needed a couple Super Bowls. The fix was on. Yeah, Emmett Smith. Come on. <laughs> so, and then the irony is they had You guys the should have a dance-off now. See what's <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. They had the 100 episodes. The first 100 episodes, and if people got the vote for the best answer, yeah. and they voted me number one on yeah. that one. So Wait. how am I going to wear that shit, but I didn't win my season? Right. Where did he come in, <laughs> in, in that first 100? He wasn't even in the top. See? I don't even wow. know. He might have been in the top 10. But. Fix was in. So, but no, but that changed everything. So then I I got to really be yeah. exposed to, like, as like a, an adult now, so that it, on a grand scale, right? 30 yeah. million people get to see you. Yeah. And then that started changing, and then yeah. stuff. I started getting a little busy. It wasn't as, you know... Then I did like my first Christmas movie, ended up being the highest rated holiday in handcuffs that's and right. played every day with that's I right. mean every year with Melissa uh, Joan Hart. And then from that, yeah, so that changed everything. And I'm so glad I owe my mom that. So I'm glad I did that. Thanks, Mama Lopez. Yeah. Dude. So from Dancing with the Stars, Stars. then Extra, the entertainment news show. Wow. Yeah. And then I kinda had a little sigh of relief and I didn't have to like struggle right. as much after that. Yeah. So things started yeah. popping after Dancing with the Stars. Shoot. That's yeah. when it really popped. But I, said, I wouldn't but, have been exposed to even that possibility of extra had I not done the other half. You right. understand? And I did that, what, 11 years? 12 years? Yeah. 11 years. 11 years. 11 years, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, and sometimes. then I did that 11 years, and fake. now from then I went to NBC, yeah. and I got that opportunity. But then radio resurfaced. Five years into extra radio yeah. um, presented itself. Somebody from iHeart came, and, um, and it wasn't a live show. But it was a syndicated show. Right. And I was taking over a syndicated show. And then we grew. And now we're like in 100 markets. And now Dude, it's fun. nationally man. syndicated yeah, all over the United fun. States. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now I do that. And I do the, the NBC gig. And, you know. You know we what? We started getting producing. So I couldn't get to be happier. Oh, fuck. I'm burying the headline. Wait. What's that? No, so, hang on. We're going to get to it. Hang on. Let, what let what do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> hang on. Whatever Wait, what say, am I going to say? Whatever you're going to say, wait up for a second. What was really cool. I know. <laughs> I always go to a mile a minute. Yeah, no, here, here we go. What, what was really, what's really interesting about how you work. Uh, when it comes to the uh, journalism is you change a lot of the stuff that's written. I've noticed like they'll come to you with your script. You get there early and you start working on how you would say something. And I think part of the reason you're so successful is because people watching you and all of your fans, when they hear you say 
whatever you're reading, you're reading as yourself. You're reading and giving it to them the way you would feed them the information. And I think that's part of the value of what you bring to these big shows. And it's part of the reason that they have won Emmys and the, and the ratings have gone up and why you continue to, to succeed and why you're now on, you know, access Hollywood, which is tremendous. So congratulations uh, on all of that, dude. Well, well, thank you. I mean, I always try to personalize it and make it as authentic and genuine as possible. Right. Cause it's me at the end of the day, that's talking and I want to be myself. And then I always want to be, very conversational and, right. and uh, I don't want to come from like a salacious point or just try to grab a headline or some sort of sound bite where it's clickbait. Yes, if yes. you end up being cool with them, they end up relaxing, end up divulging what they want to anyway. Right. You know? Right. And then I want to, and because I was an, I'm an actor too, then they kind of feel comfortable and they let their guard down and most of the time they're all pretty cool. And I'm an entertain, I'm like an entertainment fan, right? Yeah. I love movies. I love TV. I love music. Yeah. So I get excited still, even all these years later, still talking mm-hmm. to all those people. So, you know, guys, like movies and television, all that stuff, still, they all need music. Without music, there's nothing. Right, David Dave? That's right. So I want to talk about ExtremeMusic.com because there is a composer. And, David Dave, you know a little bit more about Extreme Music. I mean, his, the partners with uh, Russell Emanuel are pretty big, right? I mean, who is it? Well, the big one is uh, Hans Zimmer. Right. You can't, uh, you can't overlook Hans Zimmer. No, He's one I of the mean, biggest composers. Talking right. about one of the best composers of all time. And they've got a company that's an offset, but still connected to Extreme Music yep. that does The Simpsons and Planet Earth, which I think they were nominated or won an Emmy. I was talking to Russell, and we were talking about this composer, and his name is his name is Blues Saraceno. This guy wrote a song that not only was on SOA, but was on Reese's Peanut Butter Cup commercial, a Carl's Jr. commercial. So I'm going to let you listen and sample this track for just a moment. And then I'll get to you with how much money this track is made. I mean, that's pretty. That's, that's, you know what? I like that. Yeah, it's a deep thinking song with a deep guitar. It's very pensive. You can be I can see that in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, I can see on SOA because I remember the song. Like, you're going to kill someone. Someone's going to die that night. This composer is making above seven figures with this one song. Wow. That's pretty amazing. That's huge. This song was written for Extreme Music, and SOA and Rhesus and Carl's Jr. went to the ExtremeMusic.com site, found it, put it in their show, and now this guy's making over seven figures. Wow. That- a lot of composers have now dedicated their time to writing for ExtremeMusic.com. So if you're a filmmaker, if you're making commercials, if you're doing industrials, go to ExtremeMusic.com. You can put a song that's on SOA, on a Carl's Jr. commercial, on a Reese's Peanut Butter commercial in your project and probably for a reasonable amount of money. So i check them out. I'm a big fan of theirs. I'm planning on using them on everything I do. And... Uh, I just wanted to give them a little love because I'd been talking about this guy for a couple of podcasts now, and you guys have to check him out. His name is Blues Saraceno. So the the big change in your life came when you went to Broadway, which is, I can't believe we're talking about all of these things you've done, dude. And then we have to talk about Broadway, which is, you know, the holy grail. Of, yeah, so of, that was like a bucket list thing. Yeah, right? I always wanted to do. And... um a couple opportunities that presented itself and then I just wasn't able to do it before because of timing and this time it was. You were nervous. A little bit because yeah. Broadway's eight shows a week. You're yeah. out there and, you know, 
You had an so opportunity that I remember you told me, hey, I, I could either go to the Bermuda and do this like film about like this shark and blah, 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 or, or do uh, Broadway. Sounds fun. And I was like, can I go with you to Bermuda? You're like, well, yeah, I could go to Bermuda. Let's do the movie about, about the <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> what do you think? I did have a uh, Yeah, I think yeah, I was that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like some yeah. silly movie, like some a killer shark who's going to like, well, you know. Terrific. That's yeah. a great That's a great one. But Broadway got Broadway got yeah, chosen. That was, yeah, well, no, and then a part of the reason, too, at that time, um, a girl I was seeing was living in New York. Uh-huh. Right? And then we ended up breaking up. But I was already committed to doing Broadway, so I was like, "Well, I, t- I, I mean, you know, that helped influence." So you it. went there clean, single. You went there clean. Oh yeah, I went there clean, attached. single. Wow, I went there clean, single. But originally, part of the incentive was because the chick I was seeing was there, and I was hanging out with her and the family a little bit. But we broke up prior, like a month and a half prior. But I was already committed, and I was like, "Oh, you know," and it was something I wanted to do anyway. But I was like, "All right, I'll have fun. I'll go." And I had friends already that lived in New York, yeah. so I was there for six months. The first three months, dude, I had a blast. <laughs> Perroville, right there. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> there's no better place to be young and single than New York City, right? Right. And I was living right in Manhattan. And you're on Broadway, dude. Then after, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, yeah, it was great. So first three months were great, and then after that, um, you know, I just got a little tired, yeah. and a little redundant. Um, Oh, that, oh, I forgot the one of the main ones, dude. Mm. Hosting things, and you were working with me on that too. This fool, I started hooking him up, what, like fifteen years ago already. Now, is that A B D C? Oh yeah, yeah, A B D C. A B D C. America's Best Dance Crew. crew. It was MTV oh, show. It was, a, it was right. a tough show on MTV, that's right. which it was, was like great. all the dance crew. That's right. We did that for like three seasons oh, too. Yeah, right? that and that was four. four extra. We did that four season. Yeah, it was four. That was another no, hosting. We did like that wasn't before. No, we must have done seven. America's Best Dance Crew was not. It was during extra, wasn't it? Well, he did it before. He no, started it was before. Dur- it was it was during the week when I was doing the weekend extra. Oh, but yeah. then so the last mo- six months, this was the craziest. This is the hardest I ever worked in this sense. So the last three months of New York, I flew back to L.A. once yeah. a week Aye. to do extra once a week from New York, and then I take a red eye, land, land, take another red eye, land, and then do two shows. Right. And then you had a cop every who took you. week. He had a cop. Who I had took a cop that set. took me police escort and a thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So that was some young shit I pulled off. But like every week flying L.A. to New York, that was a mean one. That was the hardest I ever worked because it was very physical. And then I got real tired. So then I curbed my partying. And then I just chilled from New York. And then I met my wife later on. Yeah. Well, you met your wife on? My future wife. You you know, the last three months of the run. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, then I was doing the MTV. Yeah, I know there's other shit I've done. I've just forgot. (laughs) But Mm. top of like pageants and all kinds of other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you were doing the, what what was it? Miss USA and Miss Universe. Yeah, all of them. Mahalo. <laughs> Hurry up. We got a fight to watch. All right. No, I'm, I, we're, we're nearing the end here. Um, all right. Cool. So I don't want to forget. All the movies you guys did together? No, I don't, we don't have to mention those. But we squeezed those in. That was fun, too. Yeah, I always, always wanted to. How many did you guys do together? Two. Mm-hmm. Two? That's yeah. it. We did Eastside, which was great, and then we did it at a time that was not so good. Out of time, and um, he actually played a character that was my name. By the way, Dave Morales. Right. That's, Morales. Right. Morales. That's right. I did. That's the You were a soccer player. I remember. I made Morales the uh, in the That's show right, right now. Dude. Yeah. That's fun. And, uh, and Ashley Garcia. That's tight. Um, so That's look. right. I was a soccer player. Yeah. <laughs> Cold eyes. You, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Dude, we I shot. Like, this fool don't know how to play soccer. <laughs> we shot. We got money. You just wanted to do it. You didn't give a shit about the script. You just got <laughs> no, money. Of course, dude. It's true. We hooked up all the homies, hired Juancho. My dad was in it. That's where I could do lines. Paid. Everybody was in it. Our production office was in your dad's pool house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right there, right. Actually, the pool 
table was our yeah yeah part right there our, at the guest house the little pool house. yeah you remember had, that we had people with their de- that was their desk right <laughs> now we're doing that now we got another show we yeah. got Christmas food that was, now we got another shit that was a lot of now fun. you got to start reading the shit you got to start that's caring right. about I what we're gonna care. do well, you, um, <laughs> what a <dick>. so now <laughs> look how funny the, the the full circle is my wife was on Entertainment Tonight as a senior producer and then moved and launched Access Hollywood and now he's hosting Access yeah. Hollywood you've had a pretty remarkable career you stand at mid career. You're not done yet. There's lots of great well, things yeah, to do. Fuck. <laughs> for sure. You've got you've got a lot of great things yeah. to do yet. Dick uh-huh. Clark was working for a long time. Got some plan. Yeah, yeah but Regis, uh, Regis Philbin style. Yeah. But yeah. Out there <laughs> right now you've got a Netflix show that you're executive producing. I'm on there with you. Thanks to you. I appreciate that. But right. um, uh, it's a great show. The uh, expanding universe of Ashley Garcia. Right. You um, you've created a, a very rare show. That's got a Latino family in it, a genius Latino little girl, and uh, your work- universal theme, but with a lot of flavor and really well written and happy on a hip, cool streaming service like Netflix. So I'm happy about that. There's a we- cool little cast too, man. Yeah, yeah cool little cast. cast. All of them are great. Yeah, Maybe Dave, great. you're gonna get in there too, right? Totally. That's right. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Okay. And, then, and then, um, um. Aside from that, we we've got uh, our Christmas movie. We've got a Christmas Feliz movie. Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Which great is title. Brilliant. Great title. Everyone believes that. And the script's great. Peter Marietta wrote it. Mm-hmm. And most did. important, he's executive producing Made in Mexico. That's right. Shout that's out. right. Executive. Well, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Of all your accomplishments, that's, that's, that's right. the biggest one. <laughs> you didn't put Gil the Monster in that movie, dude. No, no I tried to. He was supposed to play Marco Antonio. I used what his happened real to name. you? I don't, he know. Said, I don't have the time. He got scared. I'm not acting, bro. I'm not good. I'm not good at acting. I can't act. He strung me along for a couple months. And he's like, I, I can't, can't do that. I saw you do West Side Story. Oh, I saw that picture yeah. West Side Story That's in high I school. I had talent. Um, but no, you're doing uh, you're doing amazing work. But I think the key thing for people listening is that it didn't happen overnight. No, you know, it no. didn't happen overnight, and there was lots of years that dude. I've you been had... over thirty something years. Yeah, That's a amazing. long ass time. You had to make it happen. You had to keep working. You had to keep pushing. You had to save your money. You had to make sure that you had uh, uh, money for the slim times and you did yeah and, and by the way it's it not like out. you work any other job in the real world you put in 20 30 years yeah. you're gonna have seniority you're gonna have certain benefits yeah, you retire pension, well yeah but you're gonna stuff. be way ahead of other folks that that's not how the entertainment industry works no. right you know you can put in 30 years and still never get that break that's right yeah. you know what i mean where some kid comes along they just moved here from canada right and auditions once boom breaks out whatever it just you just don't know right yeah. so it's not like the time you put in you're gonna get it you're gonna get it back right yeah it's but he won't be able to sustain like it, that though. you know what huh? i mean he won't be able to sustain that because he gets it that quick he doesn't understand the hunger so the <clears> neck <throat> it's going to be hard for him to keep it whereas yeah. somebody who's been in it for so long that's where experience pays yeah that's no, right but no in. but my point is like you know that person's not guaranteed a yeah. shot you can put in yeah. that 10 20 30 years and right. you can never still get that break right yeah so you know and, well, and even when you do, you still got to continue to prove yeah. yourself. And you still got to continue to kind of be out there. Well, thank God uh, that uh, things have worked out for you, dude. Yeah, so yeah. far, man. So far, yeah. so good. So finally, you know, and now um, not just professionally, but, you know, personally, different place, obviously. Yeah. Now, you know, your family got kids and stuff. And so you start um, um, thinking about, obviously, having to, to take care of them, which yeah. adds a whole other responsibility. But now, you know, now I feel very blessed with everything's going on. But now I want to focus, too, and... Um, and I remain hungry and, and ambitious to want to produce a lot of stuff, yeah. tell other stories about other Latinos, work with my friends, work with people I like, yeah. do other stuff. And so now it's about that. Now I want to continue to kind of do that. And I think you could so quit fucking around. Yeah. Hey, but but I think <laughs> but I think you could. I think you're moving the needle 
in our business. I think that you can continue to do that, sure. especially with Latino stories. That it matters a lot. It's dude. so important. It matters, matters a lot. Yeah. So uh, I commend you for that, dude. I uh, I'm a big fan of yours. You know that. I know I know we're very good friends, but uh, but I am a big fan of, of what you do and what you've done, and how you've hung in there. And you have a beautiful family. Um, you have great friends. You're a very loyal human being. I think that's one of the main things true, that man. you could very say true. about you. That, yep. that if you're listening, I think the key thing is yep. have some loyalty yeah. and, uh, and and stick with the people that get you. Well, there. truthfully, yeah. this podcast wouldn't be happening without him. Because he allowed us to use his radio that's studio. True. There you go. He's, he's got his fingers I met, everywhere. I met your ass through him. That's, that's why. Right. Dude, there's so Not many other story. There's so many other stories we could tell that we that, yeah. that we we'll don't have, have to time go for. Two, then. Yeah, we'll have Let's to go around right. two, right. two with some more. And, uh, we'll get into other aspects. Yeah. yeah. Right now we touched upon the that's career right. Maybe we'll get in depth next. So time. you know what he's saying that he's going to give us time is what he's next saying. Time we'll, we'll have some more drinks. We'll right. yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Do it again. If he doesn't lose his phone for an hour, we lost an hour right there. Hey, we'll do it again, dude. It was my car. Thank you, thank you for being on. Let's get into it, dude. It was a lot of fun, and we'll see you next time on Let's Get Into. Round one, round one, round over. one, round one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then we can get into. I, dude, I forgot about a lot of shit, which is crazy.